Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sans Pants Radio, I'll shave your back. Welcome to another episode of Movie Maintenance, where some movies just need fixing. Today, The Dark Knight Rises. Doing this, this was hard. Because uh, uh, I sat down, I'm like, I'll take helm for this episode, don't worry, I got this. And so when I finally sat down to put pen to paper, I had this skeleton of an idea kicking around my head for a couple of weeks um, because I really wasn't happy with The Dark Knight Rises. And then, I don't know, maybe it was because I held, you know, the, the Dark Knight I have in such high regard. Like, it is in my top 10 favorite films of all time. I absolutely adore that film. So maybe my expectations were a little bit too high going in, but I don't know. Dark Knight Rises it, made some odd choices I know. for me. Like, I watched it the other night, and look, I, I don't hate it because I don't really care about superhero films, and I don't hold Fair them enough. to it. But, but that said, I don't hold superhero films to a very high standard. Like, generally speaking, I'm like, you know what? If I'm relatively entertained by it, I'm probably going to be fine with it. The problem is, The Dark Knight Rises, yeah, I'll watch it, and I'll more or less be entertained by it. Like, I watched it the other night, and I was like, it was fine. Like, you know, I hadn't watched it since it came out. It was a perfectly adequate way to spend an, two and a half hours. It's very long. It is. But it's about... For 15 minutes the too long? The problem maybe? is, and Zamet, you hit the nail on the head here, The Dark Knight is not just a great superhero film. It's a great film. Mm. It is like, easily one of the is, best in the past decade. Oh, easily. fuck yeah. And there's kind of no way around it. And the, the problem is I really feel like Christopher Nolan fluked because he made The Dark Knight and it was so fucking good. And then he went to making The Dark Knight Rises. And I think the biggest crime of The Dark Knight Rises is that it's just a dumb superhero film. But it's dressed up in Nolan's kind yeah. of super serious, everything's very important and everything's very weighty, kind of the same way he made The Dark Knight made it work. And somehow The Dark Knight was more or less a perfect film. And then The Dark mm-hmm. Knight Rises kind of came along and it's just, it's, and like if you watch Batman Begins, it's good. Yeah, it's like, not yeah. that good though. Like Batman Begins like is a fine start. Batman Begins is fine. Batman I Begins, really like Batman it's, Begins. To me, it's on a level with like the first Iron Man. Like mm. it's, well, it's, no, it's good, fine. but it's, it's like, good. it's a perfectly good but, seven you know, out of ten. Batman Begins and then there's The Dark Knight. Yeah. Like the dark, I mean, I read this great article that was kind of talking about Marvel films. It was talking about how no superhero film really, even though there's so many of them, none of them have really reached that point of cultural influence or memorability that like say Star Wars did in the, mm. in the seventies and eighties. And it was talking a lot about how the fact that um, there are very few modern blockbusters 
that will have a lasting staying power, that have like a big cultural impact that means that in 20, 30 years' time, people are still going to be watching them and loving them, except for The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is probably the only superhero film I can think of that I can actively say that is one of the greats. Yeah, like it is one of it's those a films. Classic. It's an immediate I would classic. Sit down and happily watch it any. Like oh, anytime. I don't get bored of it. There are yeah. very few films I don't get bored of. Dark Knight's one I can put on at any time, mm. and I will still get totally swept up in it. It's yeah. fantastic. I remember when it came out that year. I was fourteen or so. I saw it three <laughs> times in the cinema across its run. Mm-hmm. It just fantastic. It was. It was the best time to be a fan oh, of fuck. movies it was... of Batman. It was just fucking great. Mm. It's just and it's. I don't know. I just think it, it it got Batman and the Joker so right. It had such an interesting take on that relationship. The whole like two sides of the same coin. The, mm. the interrogation scene is, is one of my all-time favorite movie scenes. Just that don't talk like you're one of them. You're not. Oh, like, and, like, just, oh, and then oh. in The Dark Knight Rises, when they try and sort of do it again at the very end where he's like punching Bane, like, where is the bomb? And it's like, stop it. Yeah, just it's just... It. And then like the... Mm. All the police who've been underground for months on end and they come out and they're all just fine and they have a big battle in the streets uh, and it's just silly. It is It's just very... really fucking silly. And Batman somehow gets back and then him and Catwoman are somehow together even though they've barely uh, spoken. It's so and it's very just like, silly. What? There's a lot of... Like, What's going on? I think that's my issue with the, with the Dark Knight Rises is that there's some really silly choices. You know, there is... All right, setting it eight years after the death of Harvey Dent, but and like that's fine to do that. But then being like, the night Harvey Dent died was the time we never saw Batman again, which was, was weird yeah. because it's kind of like, didn't you end, point was that- end that being like, I'm going to be not the hero they deserve, the hero they need, which is someone that's going to chuff off and disappear for eight years. Fuck you, yeah, Gotham. So they could blame him for it. That's the heroic act he's yeah, talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he just... I don't know. It To it's me, just, it and just like, why was he, like, what disappears was that with his, like, for ages. His fucked up leg and then... He just like puts a bracelet and it's fine. Like, why even have that? And, that, and that's like, another what, problem what I have with the Dark Knight Rises, and I'm just gonna call it the Rises from now on. From Rises, it's there's a lot of redundancies. Like, yeah, a lot of things that just happen, and that happens like a couple of times. Like you don't need, like you don't need him going and getting his leg fixed, and then having his back broken. That? It's not interesting. And then it's getting not his back fixed. engaging. It's just it's like. And also the fact that... His back that, gets fixed so easily. And he's like, I, just, I'm a man who suffers from a bad back. And if there was a magic rope that could pop my spine into place, my God, I would be just hanging from that daily. But that's not how backs work, Batman. Um, and I was happy to disband my disbelief to be like, no cartilage on your knee, have an exosuit, fine. Your back's fucked? No, bring back an exosuit. Yeah, yeah, that would be that even would, that uh-huh. make oh yeah because you know Chekhov's exosuit use it in the first scene now you're going to use it here that makes sense yeah no, yeah no yeah. no a rope <laughs> it's just super good look I mean like I said I don't I don't hate it because again like I don't know I, I just feel like the Dark Knight's a weird anomaly because my general just lack of mm. any real concern with superhero films really like I don't get angry when superhero films are bad I don't really no, get overjoyed fine. with they're great I enjoy them they're fine but yeah. I don't care enough. But The no, Dark Knight is a film I care a lot about. I know. It's one of my favourites. And But the, that's funny because like I feel like I should be more disappointed in The Dark Knight Rises because yeah. really when I break it down, it's a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. But when I watch it, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. But I really think that like so much of what made The Dark Knight work, and there are a lot of things that really worked in that film, but so much of it was down to the Joker and Batman. Mm-hmm. And that was like the perfect hero-villain relationship. That's like a Clarice Starling, Hannibal Lecter type thing. That's like mm. one of the great cinematic dichotomies ever mm-hmm. and losing that it was like i just i just felt like the moment the joker wasn't there i just couldn't really hold it to the same standard mm. and i know that like it's it's 
we all know that Heath Ledger's amazing, and it's gotten to the point where it's almost hyperbole of everyone being like, "Holy crap, he's amazing!" But he, but he is mm. like he really is. Well, he and really was. In good that luck, role. Jared Leto, because like, <laughs> yeah, holy fuck, how do you top Heath that? Heath Ledger as the Joker is one of those like actors actor roles where they disappear entirely. Like you see oh, it with Daniel Day Lewis yeah. all the time. I think Jennifer Lawrence actually pulled it off once and went his bone, believe mm-hmm. it or not. And Heath Ledger did it with The Dark Knight. Look, I. I think, and I think we're getting into this probably a bit later on, but like, I'm so curious as mm. to what the third Batman film would have been yes. if Heath Ledger hadn't died. Because Nolan said before, he said it's a trilogy. And then after Dark Knight <laughs> came out, he became a bit vague about it. And then mm. a couple of years later, it was like, oh, we're making The Dark Knight Rises. But I remember reading interviews when The Dark Knight came out, and he was saying there's a very clear third part. And I wonder if The Dark Knight Rises suffered a lot because... There was a clearly conceived trilogy, which obviously involved the Joker somehow, because mm. otherwise, why leave him alive at the end? And then he just disappears. They had to kind of make do. And I understand, like they they did make a very clear, conscious effort to be we're not going to reference the Joker out of respect for Heath Ledger, which I thought is like I understand. I think it. they did that very well, and I, and I think they were very well. But also at the same time, like I don't quite see. Like how I don't like why there was apparently there <laughs> you know was something I mean? in. Um, I mean, yeah, I I get it. I get it. In a real world sort of context, in the film, it's like he was the joke was a pretty important part of all these like events that happened eight years ago. Mm. Like I'm pretty sure somebody would be talking about him and like where was he? What happened to him? Like those, those are pretty big questions mm. for a character so iconic. Apparently, in the Dark Knight Rises novelization, <laughs> I was about to mention there was yeah, the Dark well, Knight there's like a, <laughs> a bit in there where they talk mm. about. That the Joker, what you probably know um, the that he's... It, he's in Arkham Asylum. He's the only, like, he's the only um, inmate. Like, inmate. Is that right? Yeah, Arkham inmate. inmate. That's what you want. Left in um, yeah. in Arkham Asylum, so he's got no one to talk to, which I is kind of like kind of like that. Like this idea, yeah. he's just this like, or the fact that like at the end where they sort of burst out the prisons and everything, like they, they just leave the Joker in there. Like, I had this idea. He just remains as like this ghostly figure haunting Arkham. Keep around in my head. If like to do this, it was very hard to be like, fuck it, we're just doing Nightfall. And for those who don't know the Nightfall storyline in the comics, it's just Bane is not part of the League of Shadows. Bane is just like, I'm going to fight Batman, and the way I'm going to do this is I'm going to release all the villains that he's locked away in Arkham or whatever, and they're going to tire him out. And he's going to have to go on pretty much like one after the other with no rest in between. Also, at the same time, because it's cold and wet and shit, he's getting pneumonia. And so that's why... Bane ends up just fucking him up real good in the comics is because he tires him. He throws wave after wave of villain uh, in, and then, then you know, he's getting pneumonia and then he just breaks his back. Super good. And so to me, I'm like, oh, wouldn't it just do Nightfall? That would have been great. And to do that uh, and to include the Joker in it would be easy enough to sort of go to Arkham unleash everyone and then have Bane walking by like a darkened cell and you have all like, you know, the why so serious or all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Darkened out. And just like a shadow in and there. And then just look at the door and be like, no. Or, or <laughs> here's an idea. Ready so, for this again. Let's say a fantasy world where Heath Ledger didn't die. Mm-hmm. Imagine you do the same plot. You basically do Nightfall. And here's where you can kind of throw a spanner in the works. You have Bane unleashing all the villains and sending them all off to Batman. And he unleashes the Joker and all the other villains are like, fuck yeah, we'll go after Batman. Mm. And the Joker just doesn't do what Bane wants. And so suddenly you've got the Bane versus Batman as the overriding conflict of the film, but the Joker's in there as a wild card with his own agenda being like, no, I'm not going to help Bane kill Batman. I'm going to kill Batman. Because he doesn't... Well, no, he's not even going to kill Batman because he doesn't want Batman dead. Mm. He likes the chaos and he likes the balance of the two of them. And then you imagine that the Joker's like almost... I don't know, like, where, where do you take that? Like, is he sort of Have almost you... an ally to Batman only in that he doesn't want Bane to succeed? <laughs> yeah. But 
at the same time, the Joker's still got his own agenda and is still fucking shit up. Like, imagine that film. Mm. Are you familiar with the Arkham Origins video game? No, no. The plot of that video game, it's Christmas Eve early on in Batman's career, and Black Mask puts out a $50 million hit on Batman. Bunch of villains run up to accept it. Plot twist, spoilers for Arkham Origins. The Black Mask has been taken out and is being impersonated by the Joker. This is the first meeting of the Joker. And in that storyline, Bane and the Joker do team up. And it's yeah, really okay. interesting. They have a nice, nice relationship where Bane clearly doesn't like the Joker. Like, he really <laughs> hates him. But okay. they, they recognize each other as useful as to torment Batman. Imagine that with Batman and the Joker. Now, look, I could be totally off point here. I'm, I'm literally just making this shit up as we're talking, like, mm-hmm. based on the simulating ideas we're throwing around. But, like, imagine if, yeah, so Bane lets the Joker out. The Joker's like, no, fuck that. I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna tie Batman out for you. I'm not, I'm not your fucking lackey. Mm. And then you have the Joker like almost coming to Batman, and you have like sort of another scene of the two of them kind of confronting each other. That's maybe a bit of a fight, and you have a like reflective moment of Joker being like, I don't want to kill you because he doesn't. He wants yeah, same like the same and thing. Then it's like the conversation with him and Harvey Dent. Yeah, in the, yeah. and just sort of similar to be like, like this is what's happening. I like the chaos. And then you've and got, and then you've got like maybe maybe they sort of like they don't quite team up, but like the Joker's like, you need me. And, you know, basically they have to, they sort of have to work together to bring down Bane. But then you imagine that Bane still breaks Batman's back. I don't know, Batman goes to exile. I don't know how the comic runs out. But then, you know, you imagine even if you sort of like stick to part of the film where it's like the dumb, like Gotham is separated from the rest of the world. And what I mean, you know, maybe, but like imagine Mm. that world where you've got Bane running things and the Joker just fucking shit up everywhere. And the Joker, like, facilitating a scenario where Batman can come back. Then the moment Batman's back, the Joker gets back to fucking with Batman. Mm. Because, like, literally all he wants is the chaos. He wants Batman there because, you know, as he says in The Dark Knight, Batman completes him. Like, he doesn't... He he needs Batman to be there. And I just love this idea that Bane sort of, like, creates his own worst enemy. And you sort of have this, like... Quite similar to the way The Dark Knight structured around the sort of battle for Harvey Dent's soul between Batman Mm -hmm. and the Joker. You sort of have another sort of three-pronged kind of relationship Mm. with... Batman, Bane, and the Joker all kind of fucking each other up. Obviously, this is like wildly fantasy, yeah, yeah. but I'm. I think that's and that's the thing. Like, I to do like if I was with like you got free reign to do a third Batman film, I would be like I'm throwing so much out. Partly because I think in the in Rises they just threw a lot at the wall because they threw in Nightfall, which was a great story uh, arc. They threw in No Man's Land, mm, which was yeah. also a good story arc in that you separate Gotham from the rest of the world. And they do it in the in the in the comics by having an earthquake. I think they call it a batquake. I want to call it a batquake. <laughs> Good. Um, have an earthquake which all, fucks up Gotham, and then there's like two plagues that just go through Gotham as well. That really just make the U.S. government be like, Gotham is. Do we cut it off? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so they blow up the bridges and they evacuate as many as they can. They're like, fuck it, we don't care. And um, there's a really cool scene where, where Superman goes to Gotham and it's like. I can't fix this with power. <laughs> I actually can't do this. Now nah, I'm so sorry. And then Bruce Wayne and his crew have to sort of um, do it. It's all very carved up and very, very cool. But it's a, it's a, it's a big sort of convoluted plot to get to some cool things. Like you know, you have to have an earthquake. You have to have the plagues. You have to have the U.S. government realizing Gotham is a waste of time. So you have to you know, fuck it off. So when I first went to tackle this, I just wanted a nightfall. But you know, I figured nah. Let's make this a bit of a challenge mm-hmm. uh, and set some ground rules. You know, something we haven't really done before in the show, which is to set some ground rules, sort of like just take, in essence, what the film is and try and see what we can do with it. And so my ground rules are simply, it's been eight years since Dent died. So we have to do the, sort of the time jump. Cool. Bane is the main villain. Good. Miranda Tate is Talia al Ghul. 
which and they work for the League of Shadows, which is I really hate that because if you look at all the films as in the first two, they kind of work independently. Like you don't need to watch Batman Begins to watch The Dark Knight. And unfortunately, I think The Dark Knight Rises relies way too much on not just The Dark Knight, but also but Batman, Batman Begins. See, I yeah, thought that was really heavily. good because it's the third part of a trilogy. It mm. should take elements from the first two yeah, films. Yeah, the other two were quite standalone. And I think bringing just... The League of Shadows back is, uh, I don't know, I, I didn't, I thought they were kind of done with it. And if you, maybe they changed it, not The League of Shadows, but they called it something else. I know Talia Ghul in the comics, she makes her own um, faction. And because I would like to think that the League of Shadows with Ra's al Ghul dead and the majority being blown up, that it's sort of gone. And also the whole ideology of that place was, you know, swarming with corruption and we have to bring it down, realizing that that whole ideology is actually fucked up because Batman succeeded. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't make sense why the League of Shadows wants to destroy Gotham yet again because it's like, it's doing pretty good. No, fine. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so keep them the main villains in the League of, Sh- main villains in the League of Shadow involved. Um, keep, keep most, if not all, the main actors. And again, try and separate Gotham from the rest of the world. So we include No Man's Land. It was hard. <laughs> uh, so I wrote a spec script, um, but it just fell apart into the third act. And I kind of want to see what you lads could help me out because um, I think I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't fix it. I couldn't be like, I got the answer. I just, I fell into like, I wrote myself into a, into a hole. And I'm like, I can't dig myself out. So before we go to that, here are some sort of broad strokes. Um, so A, Bruce did not give up Batmaning around for eight years. So I just, I think him giving up being Batman was not a good move. Um, B, He's not severely injured. Like, yeah, he's got wear and tear, but he doesn't have the zero cartilage. So we don't have to go to that scene where he's in the hospital. Uh, see, it's such an important scene. Uh, oh, fuck it off. Just... I liked it. It was like he's getting back on his feet and he asked oh, Alfred, no. I need an appointment at the hospital. He's like, okay, which one? He's like, whichever one Jim Gordon's in. I was like, yeah, he's getting back like on that. the horse. That's, I did like that that's, moment. That's some that Batman. That was fine, but I just didn't, I didn't like need the him getting zero cartilage. Yeah, yeah the zero cartilage is a very, very strange thing to include. Yeah, because also zero cartilage means like he, no, yeah, he, he can't that's, walk on that's that. Maybe if he like deliberately hurt himself to get into the hospital. Then I'm fine. That would that would like... Say more than him having no cartilage. Yeah, that would be hard fucking core. Yeah, wouldn't it? Right? Just? But oh, I don't want him. Puts a nail through his hand. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Whatever yeah. hospital Jim Gordon's in. <laughs> you yeah. really get up to the Jesus ideology. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Sign me up. But just just not have him so injured because I don't want him that injured. Like, I want him wear and tear. We're yeah. doing an old Batman. We're sort of doing that. That's fine. But don't give him like zero cartilage. Make him like, nah, dude, you're, you're a. You kind of like a, an Olympic level athlete that's really pushed themselves too hard, and they're fifty. And you're like, oh, you've got some muscle issues, mate. Um, so that uh, see, every time you see John Blake's name in the script, it's cross that out and write Barbara Gordon. Good. Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, and every time you see Catwoman's name, cross that out and write Jason Todd or Dick Grayson, or Tim... Basically a Robin is what I want to get at. Because, okay, okay. Uh, and also then you switch the actors around. So have an Anne Hathaway playing a Barbara Gordon and Joseph Gordon-Levitt being a Robin of some kind. Sweet. I like Jason Todd because it kind of fits with everything, but whatever. All right, go on. All right. So um, with that in mind, um, we have a few things we just sort out and establish before we even start the film, i.e. what the hell has been happening in those eight years. Because I don't really buy that he fled from Harvey Dent's death um, he just sort of chuffed off and was never seen again. And if that's the case, as a citizen of Gotham, uh, how much do you really know of Batman? 
So in the first film, all right, you've got rumors of a guy dressed as a bat, punching the drug dealers and criminals and all that kind of stuff. Uh, plus, you know, at that time, we all hallucinated with the water supply. Yeah. yeah I'm, th- I'm pretty sure it had something to do with that doctor up in, up in Arkham. That would be a great um, community bonding experience. Wouldn't it, Josh? Remember that time we all tripped fucking balls yeah. and just went mental? But I'm pretty sure Batman, maybe, I think, have we been told that Batman did something? Or maybe he did because the cops trusted him enough to put a bat signal. So that's, that's neat. Mm. Um, then we had that clown that was sort of robbing banks and shit. And then he was killing a lot of people. But he did put a stop to that. And that was real good. But he did kill Harvey Dent. Which is odd, because he, before that, he did kill a lot of corrupt cops. But do I know that those cop, cops were corrupt? You know? And then he just sort of, um, he's gone for a bit, and uh, he's gone. So, again, how much did the general public even know of what Batman did? What are the rumors? What is the press and the media telling the public? And it's been eight years after he was seen. Does anyone even give a shit anymore? Like, it's eight years. I mean, that's a span of a president. So stuff that we were, you know, giving a shit about at the tail end of, say, Bush isn't going to linger that much. No, um, definitely the not. The tail end of, say, Obama. I mean, yeah, so, so some stuff does, like the big, big stuff, but the everyday kind of stuff, or even just one guy dressed as a bat and he punched a few crooks, crooks in the face. I mean, that's going to be a footnote. Yeah, basically. If anything, maybe he'll appear in a BuzzFeed list of, hey, here's 15 gifts that only mean something to 2,000 Gothamites. Yeah, cool. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. Where, where does Batman stand in the general scheme of everything? Because I understand that he wanted to be Nolan really wanted to pu- push Batman as a sort of iconic figure, but if he's only being seen in a very few incidents, he's not going to be that iconic. You know, the public has a very short memory, particularly in a twenty-four hour news cycle. It's just going to be eventually like Batman. Oh yeah, there we we have a guy who dressed up like a bat. Weird. So the first question is, what has Batman been doing for eight years, and failing to answer that? What is the general public's feeling towards Batman? Because it alters in the film that we see. From the cops being both, let's get Batman, that piece of shit killed Harvey Dent, send everything we got, literally everyone we've got, um, to, what? Batman's here? Oh man, you are in for a fucking surprise, mate. And then you even got like some of the orphans who maybe aren't even eight years old, being like, ooh, Batman. So what the fuck yeah. is the general public knowing about Batman yeah, at this yeah. point? Because... If the last thing that Batman has been said to do publicly was kill Harvey Dent, who the public are like, he was a treasure. <laughs> no parent is going to be like, Batman, what an amazing person for the eight-year-olds to be like, yay, Batman. Well, you're talking about orphans. So no oh, yeah, parents, no parents. Got nothing there. No, anyway. no, I shot myself a foot with that. Good point. But you see what I mean? Yeah. Like, no guardian is going to be yeah. like telling... They're going to be like, Batman, and particularly if you're an orphan, the guardian's going to be like, Batman, what a horrible man. Yeah. <laughs> see what, so you see what I mean? Like... That, that that needs to be established. So I don't know what what we what did you want out of like what would you have in a sense of what would be Batman be Batmaning? What would he be doing? What would Bruce Wayne be doing in those eight years? I'd like it if Batman did continue after supposedly killing Harvey Dent, but just after a period of say six months to a year, found it too difficult because the police were hounding him too much for him to work effectively, mm-hmm. and then he had to give it up anyway. Mm-hmm. So just more but of a like, I, decline. I don't not a sudden mm-hmm. stop. Mm. I don't mind the idea that maybe stuck around for a bit, but then obviously you have the Dent Act coming in, and that like cleaned up the streets, and that was kind of the whole point. Was that like that? Quick question: wasn't What's the Dent anymore. Act? 
Having Sub- just super watched Super illegal, super illegal thing. Yeah, wasn't it like you could just throw criminals? Yeah. Well, look, it's a MacGuffin. Whatever it was, it helped criminals go behind like, bars. Having that's all we just need to know. watched it literally two nights ago? I watched it about what? two weeks ago. And I watched it last dead, night. What is the dead tact? Because they don't really explain. They're just it's like... It's just something that helps. It's like watching House of Cards. Yeah. And every bill is the MacGuffin <laughs> bill. Yeah. Like every bill, it's like, okay, this person wants this. Frank Underwood doesn't want this. Now he's going to throw someone in front of a train. Uh-huh, uh-huh, that's uh-huh. But how it's you have to watch like, it. This whole film depends on, like, the crux is that the Dent Act needs to be repelled. That's what Bane is. And Bane is very much against the, the Dent Act. What is it? Establish it. I get that, yeah, it's throwing criminals in without a uh, trial, trial. I think. It's just, it's just right? committing. There's no trials. It's like what they do... Um, Guantanamo? No, um, in the film. No. Not getting that dark. <laughs> when, um, so, yeah, throwing criminals in Crane, without a trial. Crane uh, can, what's the convenes that court at the end. And there's like, no, no, this is just a sentencing oh, hearing. Your guilt court. has already been established. You know, uh, so exile I, or Exile death. death. So I'm assuming death that Kane's Kangaroo Court is like a parody of what was happening with the Dent Act. Because um, they seem sort of similar in that yeah, there's no yeah. real trial, but you're going to jail because you're a crook. And we're going to hold you for mm-hmm, as long as we mm-hmm, want, mm-hmm. apparently. You know what? That, ha- that needs to be established, that though. That does. Like, at the, at the very start, a at least. A bit clearer would be fun. It would have been nice. I don't, I, yeah, I'd say I don't mind like drawing a parallel there between... The Kangaroo Court and the Dent Act, mm-hmm. where if, if like that parallel was clearly established, yeah. of them being like, well, this is more or less because everyone's like, oh, this is so fucked up, and then you have the criminals being like, this is more or less what you were doing, yeah. like really just more honest. Apparently, in that scene, Bane is like in the background, he's knitting. Which I, I looked love. at is it; he? he's not knitting. He's got like a cord um, or a cable or something. He's just sort of playing with it. I was reading the trivia. First time being I like, saw it, it looks like he's knitting, but it just could be like a, uh, like a okay. bomb or something. Because someone say like they, he's knitting, and it's like an allegory to the um, Tale of Two Cities, which I haven't read. So no, sorry. That might be it. Mm. It doesn't look like it doesn't not look like he's knitting though. There are no knitting needles. It'd be great if Bane's knitting though. I, it, it would be I so would good. It, it would so was. fit like that British like uh, like yeah. chipper accent he's got mm. as well. Because that's one thing yeah. I really liked about Bane. Like a lot of people gave a lot of shit to the accent. I, I love the accent. I love Bane. Because I love the fact that Bane yeah. looks like this big British wrestler, but he's got this super refined Ian yeah. McKellen voice. Mm. And that immediately makes me go, who is this guy? He's clearly not a thug. He's clearly like quite smart, and then in the end, he just ends up being a fucking lackey. Yeah, but that mm. made him interesting to me. I, I was know, like, I yeah, really, what, what's this guy? Like, let's watching the film. Let's just talk night. about Tom Hardy and yeah, being Bane in this film because I think that is a shining fucking moment in this. So film. good. Yeah. I rewatched it again last night, and the first time I saw the film, I loved it. And time since, of my love yeah. of it has decreased. But through standing tall throughout, I still love Tom Hardy's Bane. I really Bane liked is it when I first saw it, but mm-hmm. here's the telling thing: I never watched it again until mm. two weeks ago. Yes, yeah, and if I really love the film, I like to rewatch it a lot. And when I first saw the Dark Knight Rises. I remember you and I having a debate at the time mm. and you at the time were like, nah, it was average. And I was like, nah, it was great. And I remember like us getting into a really fiery debate about it. But the most telling thing is like I haven't watched it since. Yeah. Yeah. And that is kind of the most telling thing I think with any film. Mm. If I think I liked it, but then I just have no inclination to go yeah. back and rewatch it, mm-hmm. then it can't have done that much for yeah. me. But, yeah. it, but Tom Hardy's performance as Bane oh, was out. Shit. Like yeah, that damn. scene where he declares martial law is so fantastic. Mm-hmm. I could totally buy him as like a charismatic mm-hmm. revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah. Get Absolutely. shit done for the he most part. Like he done. says, "I'm gonna break you," and he does. Mm-hmm. He like he backs it up. And then I mean, uh, and I love that. I know there's some like cheesy lines there, but I love that when Gotham is in ashes, you will have my permission to die. Yeah. I love that. Or he's just so simple. Like when he's talking to his luckies when they bring him Jim Gordon. I'd like to talk about Jim Gordon in this movie as well if mm-hmm. we can get a chance. But he brings him like he's like, "Oh, we shouldn't have brought him here. I will kill him. Then I will kill you." And he does. I he's love not that. fucking around. He's like, "You need to find the body." 
Like how? <laughs> Follow him. Follow him. <laughs> Shove. I loved it. So fucking good. Right. In that one good fight in the mm. entire trilogy between Batman and Bane. Uh, yes. Where he just grabs the fist and he's yeah. just toying with him. Yeah. Yeah. So I was bored of darkness. Oh no, I loved it. Um, so with the eight years, I maybe would have uh, had him give up being Bruce Wayne. Like that makes a little bit more sense, and just be Batman, as in like I'm going to throw my mind, body, soul into this character that I've created. So there's no yeah. dent act in your. Oh, there version. is. Okay. So initially, I wanted. Do you know to make what him... it is in your version? It's the same sort of stuff. This is kind of like I'm. I'm not going to try. I'm trying my hardest not to make giant, giant changes and try and keep within the structure of what is there. Yeah. Okay. So, so initially, I wanted to make Batman like a little, like a little ruthless, as in like him go full like. Ruling Gotham with fear, like kind of very totalitarianism kind of thing. Like one of my favorite things to do with superhero stories is to kind of think, what would happen if they won, or what would happen if they just pushed themselves to the extreme? Like, what would a world be like if Superman ruled it? Um, yeah, you know, and and like, what is their end game? And there's a great comic called Irredeemable, which is kind of like, what would happen if Superman just snapped and just ruled the earth? Very, Injustice very cool. as well. Mm. So but I think that's the fun of like these sort of long established comic book characters is because. Everybody in the mm. world knows who Batman is. Everyone knows who Spider-Man is. Everyone knows who Superman is. So you can have a lot of fun with... That's why things like The Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight Returns are so good because it's like, what if mm-hmm. this? Because mm. like now the characters are so established yeah. and so ubiquitous. Why not like throw out some fun different what-if stories? Yeah. Because yeah, so we like, can. So what is, what is Batman's end game? So he wants to clean up Gotham and make it a little city. Maybe he wants to make it an economic hub. So Batman's a smart man. Like initially, I wanted to turn him into again a very bit of a, like a bit of a villain. Cause I like that idea of like a three act structure in terms of trilogy and superhero films. Like first one's the origin story, second one they doubt themselves, the third one it's been like they're they're well established, but they've you know they've lived long enough to see themselves become the villain. They've become the villain. Like and the Spider Man to... trilogy, yeah, exactly. But better better executed. <laughs> Are you keeping the dancing? Can we have oh, dancing in this? The bat, oh, <gasps> bat dance? Yep, bat dance. Yeah, yes, <laughs> my favourite song in the world. <laughs> I recently Locked found in. out that they've taken it down off YouTube, oh. much to my dismay. Thankfully, there are other sites that have mirrored this uh, because I think Prince does not like things of his out there on YouTube, but it is somewhere, and I watch it almost nightly. It is a joy to me. So, yes, more bat dance. Good. No. Oh, good. Um, so... Initially, yeah, make him a bit of villain, like, you know, that pseudo-villain, push the edge, um, nothing to live for, you know, Gotham is living in fear, seeing him sort of get that live long enough to become the villain, but um, it's kind of dumb. So another idea, like, uh, is, like, he and Gordon, because they're in on that conspiracy, so why not just tug on that thread and see what happens? So the way I see it, Gotham PD would be hounding Batman, and Gordon would have to make it look like he was doing everything in his power to capture the man who killed a bunch of cops and our much-beloved DA. At the same time, you know, Batman would still be Batmaning around, crime never stops, so the villains he's stopping are getting maybe more sophisticated, or if not sophisticated, at least, you know, getting tech that is maybe a couple of rungs down from, say, what Batman is using and the police are getting. You know, so Batman is getting more sophisticated, meaning the police are going to get more sophisticated. Um, so think of it as an escalating arms race, at least between Batman and the cops. And, of course, with the criminal underworld kind of grabbing a few of the things that the cops are like, well, we don't use this anymore because it's going to be cheaper. Um, and Wayne Enterprise of course, is supporting both the police and secretly Batman. So much so that Gotham's whole economy is based around Wayne Enterprises. But if that is revealed to the public, Gotham crashes, you know, goes bankrupt, something like a Detroit, if you will. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's, there's zero, I, 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 I entertain this idea, but there's zero... I couldn't find a way of bringing Batman back to the, like, to the favour of the public 
after that is made public. Yeah, of course. You know, which is the problem I just kept having in the third act. So the best thing that I could think of is that what you were saying, Ed Goose, like Batman, Batmaning around for a good while, uh, maybe five years or so after the Dent Act, while Batman, you know, doing his thing, the public see him doing stuff, it still puts him in the public eye. And then with the Dent Act passing, you know, that's kind of fine. And we'll see, you know, need to explain the Dent Act more because we really do. And I would have loved to have seen, like, what, how, how Batman and Bruce Wayne just coped with that because he could be seen as in like... Well, what if you had an exploration of this idea that the Dentacks come in, Batman stuck around for a while and then slowly petered away, and, you know, at the end of the previous film, his sort of final victory was, I'm whatever Gotham needs me to be, mm. except now Gotham doesn't need him anymore. Yeah. Like, how do you... Get, get right into that. Get into this man who lived for one purpose mm. and now Gotham just doesn't need him. Or the other way to do it, if you want to get, like, really character-driven with it, and this just occurred to me as you were talking then Mm -hmm. about, you know, the eight years and the police and everything, lean right into Gordon. So you've got Mm. Gordon who's, like, trying to, like, stage this manhunt while knowing Batman's innocence, and then, you know, what happens if somebody figures out Gordon? Mm. What happens, like, corruption charges? his daughter figures his Exactly, and then what happens to Gordon's relationship with Batman where he's like, you could have just stopped... You know, we all the time and effort we spent chasing you that after eight years we could have actually devoted to cleaning up the streets, mm. which you were doing. What was the point of all of this? And now my career's fucked. Mm. I'm disgraced. Mm. All of this. And you have Gordon. Like, what does Gordon do, like, at that point? That's another yeah. option. So you, oh. you see these little interesting threads. Little that threads that when you talk on them, that would have been, like, fun stuff. It's like, so good to give Gordon missing. something to do. Exactly. Yeah. Instead like of that just a lot. Mm-hmm. Like that a lot. Some gravitas. I do. I do. So... You know, having him retire th- maybe three years ago gives it a bit more of a realistic vibe. Like, as, yeah, as much sure. as realistic as a film about a man dressed up as a bat. I get that. But, you know, The Dark Knight ends with him, you know, being, gotta be the hero they need, which is like, yeah, the fall guy. But then it's just kind of, I'm going to chuff off. So he's the fall guy that disappears. That's a great hero. Sick. You know, we can't even publicly hang you. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can't even, like, parade you through the cities and throw tomatoes at you. We, you you've robbed us of that catharsis, you piece of shit. <laughs> That's not a hero. Yes, son of a... If you're going to be like the fall man, commit. But he didn't. I hate that. Um... You know, you know, Gotham doesn't need an absentee hero. It needs someone there, even if it is to sort of point the blame as, as a constant reminder of like, ah, he's the villain, he's the bad guy. So, you know, I get that after the, ba- the Dentac passes that there's no need for Batman. Like Bruce Wayne can be like, oh, I'm not needed. But you'd hopefully think that maybe Bruce Wayne, if it is as corrupt as I assume it is, he'd be like, that's not good. Because there's even that scene in, in The Dark Knight where um, he still stops Harvey Dent from like killing that, the, the sort of the inmate because like you know yeah, like, yeah. whatever he's like he's a he's an escaped convict oh, so he's yeah. an escaped inmate from Arkham he's crazy don't try and you know fuck him up kind of stuff so obviously he's got compassion yeah yeah for people doing the wrong thing uh, this I don't know him making the dent act or allowing the dent act to pass is very odd as well but that's another kind of conversation so I get that maybe after the dent act Batman is no longer needed but to keep this relevant I would maybe keep Batman in the public eye at least for a long, like some period of time, because eight years again is a long time. I'd maybe even make him retired only twelve months ago, or like as in like maybe he's choosing to retire now. But basically, a very recent thing to be like, yeah, oh, we sure. haven't seen the bat for almost six months. So, you know, we can still start the film as it starts, but you know how they got there a little bit differently. You know, Gordon can do his speech if he wants to, um, and as I said, with Catwoman breaking in, let's just change that to our Robin. Um, and you can do something a little tongue-in-cheek with, you know, Batman being like, oh, look at you flying into the window like a tiny robin. And I know, not great. No, it's not. But not super good. still not. better than his legal name being Robin. 
No, I, I think I think that's worse. <laughs> to be completely honest. Nah, fair. I'll, this conjures an I'll image of a bird flying into a window and dying. Yeah. Also, like it's just kind of isn't that like weirdly? Is it just me? Is that like weirdly sexual? Like well, old man Batman mm-hmm. being like, "Oh, just flying through the window, like, <laughs> Maybe. Robin." I don't know. What's it? Because the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Calling him Robin is a very confusing thing in the first place. I don't even know how you'd even want... I, I, how do we include that into the film? Why do we even need Robin? Just call like, him Dick Grayson. Yeah. Fuck it. Batman's cool. Robin robs Batman of all his cool points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he always has. I like there being Robin or at least a, a, a someone he's going to pass yeah. the talk. Just give him his name. I mean, they don't call Scarecrow Scarecrow. Yeah. They call him Dr. Crane. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, the reason why he's breaking in, I would say, he's a, he's a poor street urchin. Again, this is why I'm going with Jason Todd over others because Jason Todd's like, first interaction with Batman is he's trying to steal the fucking wheels of the Batmobile. Super fucking good. Love him. Um, and he's figured, you know, Wayne would be down among the guests. So he's like, and that's why I figured I'd rob you. And then they can have a little bit of, you know, a bit of a sparring match back and forth. And I don't want, again, Bruce to be completely hobbled. Old, scarred, and shit, sure, but, you know, not zero cartilage. So. Um, and rather than having Robin chuffing off into the night and seducing the senator, gonna have him like just stumble upon the Batcave. Either, either as he's being chased with a manor or something that Bruce has been planning on. Now, I like to think the latter, like he's meant to be sort of a very good detective, which is one thing that was really missing, I found, in a lot of the Nolan films was that he just lacked that detectiveness. Well, he did put together a bullet, which was very good, but yeah. you know, dumb. But. I like the idea of Jason gets to the Batcave and there's like multiple video surveillances of Jason's previous attempts to break into the Wayne Manor. And like as far as Bruce Wayne goes, you know, the Harvey Dent Act is working, but he's old and he's kind of shitty and he needs to pass on the torch soon. And he can make a comment about, you know, sloppy work. He needs better training. You know, let's like just have that in the forefront. Like, let's not have him like, here's some scuba gear, go into my cave, be Batman. No, let's just, if you're going to be like a passing a torch film, fucking don't hide this. Hmm. So the Bane, the whole Bane thing can go down as planned. Like initially I told you the idea of, again, the CIA wanting to hire him to go into Gotham to stop Batman. But then it all sort of again fell through in the third act because he needs that nuclear bomb to hold the head, you know, to hold to the head of the army to stop them interfering. Um... Because I, I didn't like the idea of including a nuclear bomb. Because I like the idea of, I'm going to make Gotham eat itself. I'm going to make Gotham tear itself from the inside out. You put a nuclear bomb there, it's, you're doing it, like they're doing it under duress. Yeah. You're not showing Gotham how evil Gotham can be. You're showing what people do given a very bad situation. And I just don't like the idea. I like them being like, no, I'm going to destroy Gotham. Like, I'm not going to see, I'm going to just set up things in place and you're going to watch Gotham destroy it. I'm going to fuck off. You don't, I don't even need to be here. Mm. Gotham will destroy itself. Your precious city, fucked. And that's the sort of problem I was facing and I, I couldn't write my way out of it. So, actually, yeah, let's, let's go down this path. So, here's my shitty kind of spec script. So, everything I said is pretty much the same, except Batman's been Batmaning for a full eight years. There's no party scene with Gordon, um, but we do need to fill the audience in on what's happening another way. Uh, I like the idea of maybe Alfred leaving him, as in like he's writing his retirement, he's, he's writing his um, resignation letter, and he's just sort of like voicing it over, and there's no narration, and we sort of catch up on what the world or what Gotham has been doing in eight years. And as we sort of zoom back into or cut back into Michael Caine, it's just him sitting at the kitchen table writing it. Yeah, okay. looking very shitty and sort of shitty, depressed, that kind of stuff. Um, 
And I kind of like the idea of him being like, you know, there are some things that you, even you can't face. And then we can sort of cut to Bane, or, well, Peter Baelish, uh, working for the CIA, you know, in hunting Bane. But again, it's, that's not that civilization, like, it's not that civilian extraction, but they're picking up Bane's goons because he's hunting Bane. And it can play out the same, you know, bags over the heads, you know, that was kind of cool, you know, perhaps you're wondering why you'd shoot a man before throwing him out the window. Super good. And all hell can brace Luke loose the same way because, you know, there's some really good iconic shots in that scene. You know, Bane bracing himself on the plane seats as he's falling down. Oh. Super good. Yeah. The fucking out exterior shots where the plane grabs the other plane and the wings just break off. Again, fucking loved it. And I guess I need the answer, like, you know, why, why is Bane doing this? And you know, because as it stands, it's all to fake the nuclear guy's death. And it can be as simple as, you know, Bane trying to get intel on what, you know, the CIA, CIA knows about him or he's trying to, like, maybe fake it. Whatever it can be. It can be whatever. Um, another idea was to have Miranda Tate as one of the CIA operatives. So this is, a you know, uh, part of her plan the whole time to get Bane on board to have this conversation with Peter Baelish. You know, Baelish can be freaking out like, we're not here to kill you. We're here to offer you a job. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're here to offer you Gotham. How's that for a Baelish, yeah? Yeah. I love the Gotham. Gotham. Oh, Gotham. Um, I like to think that his, you know, his accent will just permeate through every role he has. It starts yeah. off fine, but then like not. Yeah. <laughs> He's gotten so much more Irish every it's season. It's fucking beautiful. I love He's it. also gotten hoarser every season. Mm-hmm. Like at first he just sounded normal. And now he talks like this. Yes. Come on, Sansa. Ah, yeah. No. I mean, he I kept it together it. during The Wire, though. So it's fine. That is true. Oh, fucking so The fucking Wire. So if Batman is in Batmaning for eight years... I think, and also the the Gotham PD hasn't gotten. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's a lot of egg on their face, and I think that the U.S. government might want to go to some extremes to try and rid themselves of this vigilante. Because that's my justification anyway, to think that like this is why they would maybe get in bed with a, with a potential terrorist or mercenary to try and get rid of the Batman. Because it's kind of like going like, oh my God, look at you, you're a piece of shit. You can't, I can't even stop vigilantes. And again, if you want to kind of set this up, it can be a little bit of a nod and a wink that there are other vigilantes in other cities. You don't have to show them. Just be saying that we're breeding a 
a culture now of vigilantes. And since Batman was the first, we need him to stop. So you kind of have that's there, the government sort of motivation to try and really get, get rid of Bane. Sorry, get rid of Batman with using Bane. So with that in mind, and after sort of Jason uh, Todd scene, you know, we're going to go you know, back to like maybe Commissioner Gordon. So we haven't had the party scene. Um, and he's just being briefed by the CIA, maybe Miranda Tate and Baelish. And due to Gordon's incompetencies of ca- you know, not capturing Batman, he's being asked or forcibly asked to retire here. You know, you, you know, you have all our resources and what we have, you know, what do we have to show for it? And he could be like, well, crime is down. It's non-existent. There's, you know, a thousand odd people locked away in Blackgate. And then Baelish can retort. And like, you know, that really, that hasn't been you though, has it? That's been Batman all along. I mean, we all know, like, I'm very certain if I was to put you under surveillance, I'd find that you maybe were leaking information to the Batman, giving him tips, how to outmaneuver the very task force that you're in charge of. Hmm? You know, uh, uh, think about you know, this, this task force that the American people have sunk, oh, how many billions of dollars in? And wouldn't it be a shame to, you know, maybe use that, 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 use that information, that information maybe got leaked to the public? I'm not sure what your legacy would be, let alone, you know, if what you're doing would be put, you know, is that even illegal? Because I think it might be. Hmm, I wonder how many years in jail that would get. Uh, police commissioner in, in jail? Well, that's not good. You know, a very, you know, a very, very clear threat. Yeah, that, I don't yes. at the end of that, just be like, you know, if I was to mm. surveil you, yeah, clearly yeah. indicating that like, I've already done all exactly. this. Exactly. So, you know, if this was to happen, you know, so step the fuck down, okay? Yeah. You're done. And meet our new police commissioner, Bane. <laughs> what? Gotham is in martial law. <laughs> fuck it. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> what are you like? Oh, that fella popped so fast. Or at least be like, we're, we're putting Gotham under martial law. Okay, that's a I different get, thing. That's okay. If <laughs> you have to phrase it like that. You can't say new police commission the Bane. Nah, I do like the idea of but, being, like, putting Bane in office. But, but yes, why? Like crimes down things. Like why? The Batman. The, they want the Batman. The whole point is, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Take down the Batman. But I, I don't know if that's enough to put it under martial law. What you could do actually, we switch Bane. out Peter Baelish, bring mm-hmm. in Amanda Waller. Mm-hmm. And she can um, use the federal government because the federal government declares martial law in cities in American. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how it happens. What is martial law exactly? Martial law is when this control of a city or a town gets put under the thumb of the military. Yeah. So it's happened during wartime. Happened during the Civil War. Lincoln okay. ordered it. It's, it's it there's a precedent. It yeah, there's a precedent. So, it's been found to be unconstitutional, yeah. so you can't like legally get away with like, it. But. I was thinking because uh, again, what I really want, I like the idea about class warfare, but class warfare is hard to do when the Military is involved because as soon as there's class warfare, the military come in and just put a squash to it. Mm. I can, I suppose, I can sort of. I mean, I suppose it depends on like how strongly you establish how they see Batman as a threat. Yeah, and I mean, you can nod to other vigilantes, but I kind of feel like if you want to sell that and sell the fact that they would go as far as putting a city under martial law to get one guy who, by the way, is killing, not killing, but like getting criminals. Mm who basically is doing the police's job for them, mm. to go to that extreme, you'd have to set up that like there are other vigilantes and some of them are not mm. good. Well, you could phrase it, like you said, a more violent Batman. So he's being really brutal with the criminals. And the criminals, well, you know, the criminals, they're still citizens. Yeah. He doesn't have the right to do this. So this Bat problem could be something that Amanda Waller takes up and then hires the mercenary Bane to be part of the military force keeping the city under occupation. 
It'd be yeah. much cleaner way of doing All it right, than go, saying, go "Please commission the bane." <laughs> no, perhaps with a little, little hat, not, and a little, little uniform, a little, little like suit and tie, still with a mask though. <laughs> Super dumb, and I love I'm it. I'm not sold, but go <laughs> on. And I know it's, it's sort Just, of a way to get Bane into the public because I like yeah, the okay, idea of right. Bane being more as a public presence and being almost like a hero for the people. Yep. Yeah, okay, like yeah. a like an anti-Batman. Yeah. yeah. And again, after that, we sort of have to have a little bit of a press conference. And, um, you know, this can sort of mimic Gordon's speech at the party. But, you know, this is Gordon stepping down and introducing the, the public to Bane in whatever capacity that Bane is. I think that's a bit silly. And like, this imagine like a, a very sort of sell. serious kind mm-hmm. of, you know, I'm stepping down and allow me to uh, introduce my, my successor, Hello Bane. Everybody. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. How are you, Desperate Gotham? times call for desperate I mean, like, I don't mind the idea of Bane being put up as like an anti, like a government-sanctioned Batman because, yeah. look, I mean, the film sort of flirted with parallels between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. sort of. It or, didn't really do anything with it. Like, yeah. And the difference is that, like, what I thought the potential of Bane was was that the Joker was interesting because he was Batman's opposite, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whereas Bane needed to be interesting because he basically was a Batman who was on the side of the devil, was not the angels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had the same training, same background. They've got face masks. They've got all of that, but Bane is on the mm-hmm. other side of the fence. Or we use the police commissioner that takes over anyway in the film. And then we sort of set up the side to be like, well, we're going to have a police commissioner that's in the CIA's pocket. Mm. And we want you to, and maybe you have like a, a, a like a, what do they call it? Like a task force set solely to be taking down the Batman. And that's Bane. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What you could do is, so Gotham goes under martial law, under the control of the military. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on the Amanda Waller train because I like having Amanda no, Waller cool. in. And then she hires Bane as to come in as an insurgent force against her own military. So he gets built up in the eye of the you know, oppressed mm. public as this revolutionary figure. So you see like graffiti of Bane's face around Gotham. He gets Oh, I don't people, mind a bit of that like propaganda. People getting behind him sort of not knowing that he's playing both sides, the idea being that you know he's fighting against yeah, of, he's fighting yeah, against right. the the oppressive you know? military. And surely Batman will come to Bane and they you know a bit of a biff. Bit of punch up because Batman's <laughs> gonna be like That's, yes, that does we'll be get... we'll be best friends. Yeah, Bane's like yeah, come here, bang. It's, break your back. Look, that's fun in theory. <laughs> Hang on though, that, that's fun in theory to be like. I love the idea that you know you've got this Machiavellian string puller who's like you know create this situation of martial law with this oppressive military regime, create a revolutionary that people can rally behind. Point A, they've already sort of got Batman, mm-hmm. like kind mm-hmm. of. Wouldn't they gravitate towards him? Wouldn't they mm-hmm. turn towards Batman in that case because Batman would be openly. I think that's why you need law. that in the eight years be Batman to be vilified. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to be severely is, vilified. And, and point B, like, you got to kind of look at the motivation for this. Okay, like, how much time and money and effort are you putting into creating not only a big government force, mm. but a revolutionary yeah. group to go against them, which is going to cause bloodshed, people will die, civilians will probably get caught in the crossfire. Well, probably wouldn't the military probably don't know its mm-hmm. stage, and all to get... Batman? So I think the best like, thing to do Batman's got to be severely vilified and severely powerful. A bunch of sense. bat killers. So it would just be, you'd probably be like, this is the new police commissioner, the guy that was going to take over your job in Rises. And what we're doing is we're, we're implicating, say, the Batman protocols. Whatever, you can fucking use it, like a term. And that's just going to be highly trained people that we've come in that are going to take down Batman. And maybe then you can allude to he's had or this team or whatever has had good experience hunting down vigilantes in other cities. 
yeah, you really okay. want to broaden this up. So this is like a, this is a bat killing squad that we're coming in. These are basically mercenaries that we're hiring, i.e., League of Shadows, i.e., Suicide um, Squad, kind of. Um, but it's just hmm. led by Bane and his lackeys. Yeah, okay. Right? So a group of whatever small. It's a small task force. Yeah. And then it's going to be like now. This is what the public, uh, uh, the police commission is trying to sell. Yeah, because okay. it's trying to sell this new dangfangled um, squad to be like this is this is a task force that is solely here to destroy Batman and to bring him down. You know, he's been flaunting his victory over killing our beloved DA eight years ago every yeah. day. What a piece of shit! Do we do we have a DA in Melbourne? Is that district attorney? Yeah. Mm, is that don't we? do no, we know who they are? No, no. Does anybody know who the district no. attorney ever is? No. Are they as famous as no. Harvey Dent was? No. It depends <laughs> on the district attorney. Like ones in California and stuff that get high profile cases that everyone watches. People yeah, tend okay. to know who they are. Okay. But in Australia, we don't really care. Australia. Australia. No. We don't have that. No. So again, think. press conference, maybe showing off this new this Bat- Batman protocol task force. So desperate times, school for desperate measures. Um, you know, some of them see as a villain, but you know, like, look, all, all the stuff you've heard are lies. You know, this guy is a man of the people. And again, for too long, Batman has ruled this city, you know, not giving, you know, us the freedom that we deserve. And like, you can even have Bane be like, let me take over. Yeah, <laughs> I'll okay. do this speech. I want to talk to the public. Um, you can really play this idea that Bane is an everyday hero that Gotham needs. And Batman is this very brutal, you know, you know, here are my laws. And if you don't abide by them, you know, I will ruin your day. You know, like the Dentac kind of stuff, you know. You yeah, okay, all right. You know, this needs to be sort of, you know, well-crafted. Like, imagine, like, you know, the CIA are putting their best PR writers on the job. You know, you know we I can... just wonder if it starts to get too convoluted to support itself. <sighs> and this is the problem I it's had. Just, I, I love the idea of setting up yeah. an opposite, just, oh, it, like an opposite force to Batman who is actually villainous. I think that's actually a great premise in and of itself. Making it work in mm. the relatively, and I say relatively grounded world of Nolan's Batman mm. films. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. No, 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 this is not perfect. I just, this is like so. Anyway, go on. Like, tell, tell us the story. So, again, uh, you can have a moment even where he addresses the mask. You know, like you know, give him the backstory of like, oh, there's like a little girl I saved, and he can tell the like the prison story. Yeah, okay. of like him protecting the weak, and in in return, all I got was pain. And like, you know, this is why I wear the mask because, you know, it's a painkiller or whatever. You know, people of Gotham, you are not weak, but you do need my protection. And this bad man has to endure the pain he has caused you. Because I like the idea of yeah, keeping pain as that thing. Yeah, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he can take off that mask and he can show the public what he looks like. That's fine. Um, whatever. Either way, just make sure the crowd are eating this up. Um, and everyone's like, yeah, fuck Batman. He punched my brother in the mouth. And for what? <laughs> Just trying to make ends meet. Now he's in jail. You know, um, say handlers are kind of happy with this. Maybe the police commissioner's like, yeah, and maybe, you know, we can have maybe Ben Mendelsohn and Bern Gorman as those sort of handlers, whatever. You know, those guys are champs. I love them. How good, are, how good is it? Are they in this movie? They are in this I movie. Forgot. They don't do anything. anything. But they it don't do matter. anything. It doesn't they matter. Just, they, if you can talk about redundancies, merge them into one man. But then you don't I get like both, both of them. them. That is true. We do get, don't get both of them. But again, they, they serve the same fucking purpose. So, you know, they're happy. You know, they're sold what was formerly a, basically a terrorist mercenary to the Gotham public. And they'll call Batman out for being shitty. But, you know, either then or a little, little bit further down the line, you know, Bane can go a lot of bit off, a little bit off script. You know, just a little bit. You know, start, you know, talking about the Dent Act and how, you know, that with the Batman has caused Gotham to be weak, you know, to be afraid. That, you know, we've lost your, you know, sense of, you know, civic freedom. You know, let it slip about the former administration that maybe they didn't really want to capture the Batman because it made you complacent. 
you know, calls out maybe the mayor as well. Like, just calls out some of the stuff that really Bane shouldn't have the information to. Kind of showing that Bane knows a little bit more than the CIA sort of giving him credit for. And information that he's not... I like them creating Mm. their own worst enemy. Mm. Mm. And, you know, he's hinting at a little bit more. And, you know, Mendelssohn and Gorman can be like, shit, 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 a little bit panicky, but the citizens of Gotham are like, but yeah, though? Like, yeah. what did, What the fuck? There, there was a good eight years where they didn't catch a Batman and oh, now we're sus. So then you can cut to Bruce watching this with Alfred. And then you can have that conversation with Alfred saying that, you know, he's, you know, he's not wrong, Master Bruce. Uh, you know, it can go from there and you can get you know, more and more heated and Alfred calling him out about, you know, recruiting what is practically a kid into his private vendetta against, you know, what, Bruce? When will you be happy? When will you ever be finished? You know, which Bruce can reply like, never. Yeah. This is Batman's legacy, and Bane is kind of ruining it. You know, he's exposing what Batman has probably carefully crafted for the eight years, that this is his utopia. Yeah, he's not the hero, but at least everything is under his rule and kind of cool. And he's loving that. And then Alfred can sort of throw his resignation letter in Bane, you know, Batman's face and storm out. You know, but Batman, Bruce, he doesn't give a shit. He's focused now on Bane, and he's watching the footage, rewinding, playing it back, focusing on something only maybe he can see. You know, rewind, play back, rewind, play back. And because, again, he's meant to be a good detective, and then he can see it. A mark or a tattoo or a scar that very much clearly symbolizes the League of Shadows. So Batman be like, uh, <laughs> yeah. from the because again he's meant to be a fucking detective. I really hope he does it just like that. Like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. no, nah, uh, I get it. And now we can cut back to the, you know GCPD, and this is after the press conference. Gordon is like, nah, shit. Well, guess I'm gonna drink, and bursts in Anne Hathaway playing Barbara Gordon. You know, calls her father out for all the bullshit, and you know Gordon can just be like, this is his confession time. Like, again, speed that up. That I, you know, I want to sort of speed up the process of the Dark Knight. Yeah, rises. yeah, and you can have that same scene that he had with jo- you know, John Blake um, and Gordon, but this carries a bit more um, emotional oomph because of the family aspect. And again, you protected the man that almost killed my brother and vilified the guy who saved him. You're a fucking monster, and you you kept this from us for eight years. You know, I don't want you know. Uh, uh, um, I'm out. I don't yeah. want to deal with this. I'm, I'm leaving. Because I, I like the idea of, you know, even... Like, you know that moment where Bane pulls out the letter of Gordon and just reads yeah, it out? Yeah. It's real dumb. Oh, no, I love it. No, but think about this as evidence. It's a letter yeah. that not the person who wrote it is reading it out. Yeah, no one's yeah. being like, what if that's lies? What yeah, if this is bullshit? Sort of it. Yeah. I don't believe this, in the, this could just be propaganda. Is that even in his handwriting? Have you analysed it? In a court of law, this does not hold up. So you in the fucking speech, in the steps, bullshit. <laughs> Such dumb. A good scene, fucking though. dumb. So anyway. good, though. Uh, so I, I just hated that. <laughs> uh, it's just not good evidence. So what I'm trying to get again is really speed up that plot. Um, because, again, I think it's really bloated. And I could do a lot of trimming. So she quits the police force and goes, you know, does her own investigate, you know, of, of like Batman. You know, this is the sort of, this is the B story that I really want to set up. That... We're trying to establish this this Bat family, this sort of legacy of Batman, sort of continue after he's gone. Um, but we'll get to that. So while she leaves, you know, we can go back to CIA and handlers, and they're talking to Bane in the same conversation that Bane has with Dagger. You know, oh, just because you give me money, does that mean that you owe me? Crushes his neck. Super good. Again, you know, this could be like we did not expect this. 
And that happens and Mendelssohn can die and becomes very, very obvious, you know, that this is a League of Shadows operation because we don't need plot twists to make this a good story. But if you want to have twists, you can have Miranda Tate in the background looking very shocked when, you know, Bane snaps Mendelssohn's neck. You know, this is almost like for the audience to be playing this out. Oh, he's just making sure that he's knowing that, like, this is a threat. Yeah, And yeah. so at least you'll have one CIA operative still on side so that, you know, the CIA can kind of stop the US government from doing anything. Okay. And so now we have the fun of Batman maybe training, training Jason Todd while trying to undercover, you know, what the hell you know, Bane is doing here and how he's connected to the League of Shadows and what the fuck are they doing back in Gotham? You know, we can also have Barbara going over old case files and all that kind of stuff. She's trying to piece together the whole thing, trying to find out who this bloody Batman is, you know, throw in Lucius Fox there because fuck it, we haven't seen him yet and he needs some airtime. So he's got some nice new tech going on that maybe she can find out or Batman is like, yo, train my boy, whatever. You know, we can have Batman being chased by the cops or the task force now, you know, in under sort of Bane's command, that it's a smaller task force. So even though there's those nice images of every single policeman just chasing Batman through the city, you know, we can have that with it on a smaller scale. You know, the whole, we can do the whole rat in a cage wrong animal bit because, you know, funny. You know, more... Of Bane speaking the public, we can see, you know, some new recruits into the Gotham police that, you know, League of Shadows. Uh, you know, all fun things. And to move the plot forward, Miranda Tate can reach out to Batman. You know, I know it wasn't you who killed Dent. You know, Bane's killed a CIA operative right in front of me. I've gone rogue because, you know, I can't go to my superiors because I'm convinced that everyone's corrupt, blah, blah, blah. There's something going on and I can't explain that. But then Batman being all like, oh, I know what it is. He can be all like, it's the League of Shadows. And then Miranda's all like, what is that? I don't even know what League of Shadows are. Wink to the audience or not. Audience can still be in the dark about that. Whatever, it's fine. So at the same time, Bat- you know, Barbara's detective work, again, not orphan magic like what John yeah. Blake does, but actual detective work. Um leads her to believe that Bruce Wayne is Batman and, you know, she goes to confront him but instead meets a very coy Jason Todd. So we can kind of start building up their relationship somewhat. And, you know, Batman can do some more detective work and if we want, this is where we can find out Bane's plans of, you know, levelling Gotham City or whatever. But I don't know, I don't like that he wants to completely annihilate it like what Raz does. Um, You know, this can be simply, I'm going to convince Gotham to destroy itself because we're the League of Shadows, we do shit in the background not blow shit up with a nuclear bomb because Christ, that's not subtle. You know, even have Batman be like, oh, the kid in the story was Bane. He's mm. Raz's son. He doesn't want to just destroy Gotham. He wants me to see Gotham turn on itself. He wants me to experience the pain of watching the city I love crumble. You know, maybe make Batman put, you know, two and two together and come up with accidentally five. So, whatever. Bane sows the seeds of the people of Gotham to rise up. Maybe he can use Harvey Dent's name and invoke the Dent Act as a way for the government to imprison potentially innocent people. You know, he just has to find one person, like one poster boy uh, for the people of Gotham to rally behind. You know, and maybe we have that as a little bit of a subplot. You know, he's freeing someone and he kills him after he's sort of released from prison and he puts the blame on Batman, telling the public that Batman doesn't want justice. He just, he doesn't want the truth. He's killed Harvey Dent and now he's, you know, um, ruining Dent's name. You know, escalate it. Pin it all onto Batman. You know, have Bane dressed in a cowl and cape and go in and slaughter the inmates of Blackwater. Really sell it to the public as 
This is Batman's response to us repelling the Dent Act. He wants us to fear him. He wants to control you. But we have to fight back. Batman, what a piece of shit. Bane, 2016. Mm -hmm. And Batman is hopeless here. He can't defend himself. He can't hold a press conference. He's fucked. So he reaches out to Police Commissioner Gordon or ex-Police Commissioner Gordon. That doesn't achieve anything and... You know, Gordon can be like, I'm sorry, I fucked up. Rana Tate is like, oh, my hands are tied. The CIA are convinced it's you, Batman, doing all this kind of shit. And they're providing him even more support. And, you know, all ends up with one nice fight out in the public. The citizens of Gotham booing the shit out of Batman, which is a bit of a shock to Batman. Because I like to think that Batman doesn't really live in this reality still. As, you know, I think him being very self-involved and that bait. Bane's plan is kind of working and turning the public against him is kind of a bit of a shock to him. And the fight is just as brutal as it is in the actual film because that was a fucking good fight. And, you know, maybe he's told Jason Todd just like, chill, not involve yourself. You're the contingency plan if things go awry. But Batman, like in the film, gets his ass handed to him. You know, Bane is mocking him the whole time. Breaks his back because super good and unmasks him. Because like... I like the idea of if we're doing this as a third film to really ruin Bruce Wayne, to really ruin Batman, to have him unmasked to the general public. Yeah, yeah. That's a better way than a whole convoluted bullshit involving fingerprints and a terrorist attack on a stock exchange in the middle of the day. Um, and then to do these sort of like risky trades and then to be like, nah, they're legit, even though they like happened the same day that a terrorist organization attacked a stock exchange. You'd think that there'd be someone involved to be like, maybe we shouldn't make any trades that day go legal because clearly something was sus. Yeah? Dumb. It's just it's dumb. Okay, good. So with Bane pulling off Batman's mask and it being revealed as Bruce Wayne, I want Bane to be actually surprised. Like, I'm, I'm fine with him being a member of League of Shadows. Like, not really. I don't really like it. But I'm fine with it if we're going to have to still yeah, stick with sure. that. Yeah. But I do love the idea that he's somewhat of a champion for the people. Like, he is the 99%. You know, so while, yeah, he still wants to destroy Gotham, you know, before the League of Shadows, maybe you have this deep-seated belief of, fuck the upper class. And while, you know, Talia knows who Bruce Wayne is, Bane doesn't, you know? I, I like keeping him in the dark for that reveal. So unmasking Batman as Bruce Wayne just hits Bane in all the right ways. And use that to be like, holy shit, Gotham's... You know, richest boy who always got what he wanted is Batman. The kid who is everything uh, has been telling you how to live your life. It's not enough that he steals your money, but locks you up as well. You know, really hammer that point um, that, you know, this is just ideologies clashing. Bane being this radical leftist and Bruce being super right-wing because he's a very right-wing superhero. Yeah, yeah. You know, the surveillance for the greater good, it's, ah, it's all there. And again, if it's doing a complete retooling of this, what I would love to have done. And that's where I sort of start and end Bane's conflict with Batman. Just two ideologies fighting. Don't involve the League of Shadows. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't have made Bane that much of a villain. I would just have had... This battle of ideologies. But, you know, here we are. And yeah, this goes against my ground rules. So, we continue. So, understandably, with the reveal of Bruce Wayne being Batman, the public not very happy. Yeah. Um, with that, you know, Bane tells people of Gotham that the city is theirs to rise up against the elite because they're using you as playthings. You know, rise up against the corruption. Similar to what he does, but without the threat of nuclear explosion. Yeah. Um, because, again, I really want 
to break Batman. And I think if you're going to finish this trilogy with breaking him, you unmask him to the public. You kind of bring him down to be like, you destroy him like that. Again, because I I hated that stock exchange scene so much. Yeah, it was pretty goofy. Because even though Lucius Fox says, oh, after some like months of investigation, it might prove to be bogus. How bad? (laughs) Like investigations in the Nolan verse. Um, at some point, I'd also maybe allude to maybe Bruce using that Batsona spying thing again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's another thing to be like adding that to the Dent Act and, you know, have his relationship with Fox being somewhat strained. Yeah. Kind of nice. So whatever. Bruce is in jail, broken back, completely fucked. Uh, and this is where Miranda Tate can come visit him. And, she, and then he can be like, oh, you know, the CIA need to help me, whatever. And then, then can she be like, what's that? Daughter of Ra's al Ghul? Fuck you, you piece of shit. Again, I hope actual dialogue. Actual dialogue. You know, you're going to watch Gotham burn. You know, all pretense now can be gone. You know, the League of Shadows is taking Gotham. Gotham is going to fall. We're not going to blow them up. We're not going to vaporize them. In fact, we're not going to do anything. We don't have to anymore. Your people will turn on each other. Gotham has turned on its favorite son. You are ruined. Your city is ruined. Your legacy is ruined. Do you understand what pain is now, Bruce? Because this is only the beginning. Because when Gotham is ashes, then you have my permission to die. Nice. So we flip that, so we make that sort of more of, of Miranda. Mm-hmm. And this is where I get stuck. You know, I, I tried a few different endings, and they're all kind of meh. Because I like Breaking Batman. I just don't know what to do after that and make it a happy ending. Um, I because, think this is where you tag in Jason Todd. Yeah, this is... Okay. Yeah, so definitely. definitely. Kind of to summarise... This is because this is going into that third act. So our hero has been exposed. His back's broken. He's imprisoned. Okay, the people of Gotham real hate him, uh, as he was either pretty brutal for a good eight years, and they had eight years of media and public opinion being blame Batman for all these kind of terrible things that are happening. Um, they think he's killed a lot of inmates, and definitely that one innocent dude. You know, the social divide of Gotham's elite versus Gotham citizens is reaching a boiling point. Barbara and Todd are on the outskirts watching all this and are going to be the key to the resolution. Alfred's fucked off. We could bring him back. And Gotham isn't in that much disarray as it is in the actual film. And I like the idea of separating that from the rest of the world, but it's hard to do. So I just, honestly, I I tried a few things and I couldn't really make it work. It's sort of written Batman into a corner here where it's really, really hard to publicly redeem him. Mm-hmm extremely hard Mm. because I even thought like all right if we make it the Wayne Enterprise is providing Gotham PD with all this tech right I think you need Barbara Gordon like to you know coming back to detective work to prove something Mm. what could what could she what could she possibly prove and how could she do it that would redeem Batman like she proves that like Batman didn't kill Harvey Dent but how because well that she gets Gordon like, as in police commissioner Gordon, to Jim say. Gordon, to sort of say this all. And I think that is one way to do it. Yeah. One other way is to try and maybe get surveillance of Bane putting on a cowl and cape and killing all the people in I mean, Blackgate. Because the League of Shadows Lord. have taken off all pretense, then Bane is free to do what he wants. So maybe people will be like, oh, he's not super great. He's breaking people's or faces. What if you have, you've got Batman, like wherever he is, like exiled or whatever? Mm. I would and say then- keep him in Arkham. That would be a really well, nice yeah, something like that. But then thing. What, he gets imprisoned in Arkham. What I reckon I would do is don't don't make it Barbara Gordon. Make it Jason Todd. Maybe say that like after Batman, there was that footage of Batman killing people yeah, and yeah. everything in Blackgate. 
you have Barbara Gordon kind of say, because up until that point, she's been kind of looking into him being like, no, no, you know, he's, he's a hero. And then she's like, no, wait, fuck, people are right about him. And she writes him off. Everyone writes him off. Jason Todd is the last person who believes in him. Mm. And then you have Jason Todd managing to like get the proof, get some kind of MacGuffin evidence, mm-hmm. somehow gets into Bane's network of... And you never have him become Robin. You never have him become Batman. You have him get in somehow into Bane's communication network, how Bane's been like talking to the people and have him show that evidence to Gotham and be like, this is as he gets gunned down. So then you kill Jason Todd like he gets killed in the comics and he sacrifices himself. And then it's Barbara Gordon who's like, holy fuck, I was wrong. And she somehow rescues Batman or somehow gets in there, has a Mm -hmm. badass hero moment, gets Batman out and somehow Mm -hmm. climax resolution, Batman comes Saves the yeah, day. Because something. I like there being sacrifice. I like same. there being. Yeah. Like, you I, know, I thought Batman needs either Batman to die or someone to die, but either Batman I think should it's die. Jason Todd. But if again, because then you kind of things to the comics. Yeah, <laughs> then, I do like it killing a Jason Todd. And then that you have, pleases me. It's you always can good. kind of have Barbara Gordon sort of become Batgirl, and you can, if you want to have like a passing of the torch, maybe mm. the end you pass the torch to Barbara Gordon. Yeah. Actually, Not that's Jason Todd. Batman avenging Jason Todd for the rest of the film. Mm. Yeah, and then, you know, it's motivation. Sort of, like that's their to... loss, but that was his motivation, like, because Jason Todd believed in him. And Huffman right. comes back at the end and is like, I told you, you dumb mm-hmm. son of a bitch. All he needed was, like, one person to believe in him, which he did, and mm. that led to success. And in the end, you know, he, he retires or dies and passes the mantle with Barbara Gordon. She goes off, becomes Batgirl at the end. Like, I don't know how to, um, yeah, the issue I have with, is with Bruce Wayne. Once you reveal him, he's fucked. Unless uh, there's like the government come in and give a lot of pardons, I don't know. I would just have him disappear. Mm. I would just have him disappear at the end. Like I, w- I could keep him faking his own. De- I don't need Alfred like seeing yeah, yeah, him no, in Selena no, no. Car because we don't have Selena Car. But like I would just have him, you know, come back, saves the day. Maybe gets like badly injured. Mm-hmm. Maybe ends with like you know like the ending of the Bourne, um, whichever one it is, the third one where it, like it ends and you're not really sure if he's alive or dead. Like he's floating oh, in yeah. the water and yeah. everyone thinks he's dead and then he kind of swims off. You can sort of have something like that where he gets like badly injured and like, you mm. know, something happens to him and the last you see is him like staggering off oh, into yeah. the night and then they're like, don't know what happened to him. And then, you know, you somehow reveal at the end that he's okay. And he's disappeared. Basically yeah. he could fake his death to disappear yeah. because everyone knows who he is at this point. Mm-hmm. Not because he's like, I'm faking my death to disappear because mm. reasons. Is- Batman Beyond, the TV series, the animated TV series, is he in a wheelchair? No, he's a cane. Okay. Because I was thinking, one, if he could, but breaks his back, because I like the idea of maybe not a rope, maybe Barbara Gordon can uh, grab him to escape him, but have like an exosuit there. Or maybe Barbara Gordon fights at the end. Maybe you have Bruce Wayne giving her the tech, helping her, like talking in her ear, being like, do this, do this. Reverse it. So he becomes Oracle in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Sick. And then I definitely good. have the end with him, again, faking. I mean, Bruce Wayne's probably going to have to fake his own death. And then to have him underneath Wayne Manor or underneath wherever he's hiding. Or where's Oracle's you know, clock tower, is it? Clock tower, yeah. yeah. And, and then you to be hiding have... him communicating with Batgirl and she can have like a full Batgirl outfit looking of, you know, into the city of and Gotham. Sort of have the theme at the end where it's like, oh, well, you know, maybe Bane can be like, oh, well, you know, you didn't win because it wasn't Batman who defeated me. Mm. And she's like, that's not the point. Batman is a symbol. Batman isn't Bruce Wayne. Batman is the city's defender. It doesn't matter who wears the mantle. Mm. The point is Batman did defeat you. Bruce Wayne didn't. He helped. Mm. But it was still, well, Batgirl, Bat bat person. Bat person. It's 2016. (laughs) That's that's not her. Bat person. Yes. I mean, that, 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 that's much better. Because I was like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. I've written myself into a corner. Fuck. That's a great in, uh, impersonation of the writers of The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> yeah, basically something like, Because I, I think it's a, a, I don't know. There's a lot of, 
think what I've written <laughs> needs a lot of work. I understand, but I think it's a it, it has a bit more thematic kind of oomph. As a bit more, I like the idea of including Barbara Gordon. I like the idea of actually passing on passing on the torch. Yeah, and we don't have to have another. We don't have to have another sequel. Like it ends it nicely. The it, yeah, and we can kind of understand that. Okay, with the right training. And with Bruce Wayne in her ear, Barbara Gordon will be a very efficient and effective um, Batman or Batwoman. Batperson, 2016. Um, Whereas as it ends, after the credits, John Blake is going to die pretty quick. Yeah. Put on that rubber suit and be like, what? So instead you have, um, yeah, you basically just have Bruce Wayne maybe fake his death, but stay around just long enough. You always have just a, like a nice moment at the end where he's sort of like in the Batcave and like showing her how to use things and helping her out with things and everything. And she's like, she maybe makes some mm. comment about like, are you going to retire? And he goes, oh, oh soon enough. Like, I'm, I'm going to be around for a while. Just keep an eye on things. It's sort of nice anywhere. It's like, yeah, he's around. He's there. Yeah. He's involved. He's yeah. helping out. He's done. Mm. But basically, he's going to make mm. sure that she knows what she's mm. doing and she's equipped in the right way to take yeah. it over. Like, I think him being the Oracle in a wheelchair yeah, is yeah. very cool. And it's subversive. A, it's fun. Yeah. And, that, and I don't know. And I like killing off Jason Todd. I didn't even think about killing off Jason Todd when that really well, should have been the forefront of my mind. When you said Jason Todd, I yeah. was like, so he's going to die, right? I didn't even think Bane that. Bane can beat him to death. Oh. That would be excellent. He can be wearing like a red hoodie as well. Or it can be like a white hoodie that yeah. turns red. Oh, poor Jason Todd. He, you never have Justin to see him to become Batman or become... You have him trained, but you never see him become Robin or anything. Well, exactly. You have him die before he fulfills his potential. Tragedy. Yep. There you go. What are we going to do about Talia? Ah, oh, fuck her off. She can die somewhere in there. And that's, and I, think, I don't really think you because need Because initially I was thinking, well, as soon as she's got Batman broken and in, 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 in the jail or in um, Arkham, I, I kind of wanted to leave. You know what I mean? Like, there's no need for her to stay. She's like, I'm one, you're going to watch this Gotham burn. And so, well, I'm out. Like, there's no real need to, see, like, to have her stay around. But unless she wants to just keep watching... Um, Batman suffering in person, that, you know, and then you'd have with Barbara Gordon. Oh, there you go. At the same time that Jason Todd is like, you know, this is the bullshit that fucking Bane does, and then it sort of cuts to like, oh, that's that's not it. So, he, so Jason Todd, uh, wherever this communication thing that Bane has got, does a surveillance. Clearly, that it is Bane doing all this kind of stuff, and clearly, like you know, maybe the taped confession of like Jim Gordon being like, you know, haggard and underground, being like, yeah. Denser piece of shit. He yeah, tried to yeah. kill my son. Ba- Batman saved him, and you kind of have that, and then it can kind of pull back as they sort of cut the thing. And unbeknownst to Bane, is Jason Todd is filming this, and he broadcasts Jason Todd's death to the, oh, to the fucking yeah, okay. public, and everyone just seeing, oh my god, a little boy orphan yeah. killed by Bane. Not good. So that's another horrific thing that can happen. Um, and then at the same time, or at least very similar, while Bane sort of tied up with that. Barbara can come in and try to rescue um, Bruce and then face off against Talia. I think uh, Gordon, this commissioner Gordon, Mm -hmm. not Barbara, should be the one to take out Talia, like arrest her, get his redemption. Oh, yeah. Nah, good. Liking that. Bring him back into the fold. Yeah, like, oh, the the, the, the two Gordons basically being cops and shit. Yeah, come together. Sick, why not? Family. Family. 
take uh, take down. Uh, I know it's like writing out your protagonist before the third act, but fuck it. Yeah, Who fine. cares? And that's again, this was my. Because the whole point is, Batman is just, a symbol. He's just, whatever he needs <laughs> to be. Bruce Wayne back it's, in and be like, "Hey, look, father, daughter, yeah, family. How family? good is family?" Bruce the Wayne. Dark Knight Rises. So when was the last Bruce time Wayne you rises. called your dad? Called your dad? He's like, oh god. <laughs> But you're right. It's, it that's is. unconventional, but I think it works. I think and, you swap out Batman yeah. in the third act and fine, why not? Because initially... Conclusion can be a different Bat person. If it was, we're just doing the same as it rises as is. I would have, as soon as Batman gets his back broken, I, I would have just made John Blake the new Batman. And, yeah. and and left it as in the third act is just Joseph Gordon-Levitt Batmaning around and Bruce Wayne being like, I have got my back broken. Do you guys know what that means? My back is broken. Yeah. And then I get a magic rope... And no, it fixes me, fixes which it. is super good. But then I tie a rope around my back and leap to grab onto a ledge. And then that yanks my previously broken back and slams that into a wall. So then I do it again. I haven't had my back broken, but one time, you know, curbs walking in a footpath. I misjudged. I fell down and it spasmed out. <laughs> That's not good. Mm. Less damage and I couldn't fucking move. But you so, may have noticed, Amit, you are not Batman. I am not Batman. That is a true thing. But come on. I, you yeah, want me bro- to yeah, broken suspend back. the disbelief that much? Not strictly speaking broken. They never say it was broken. People says, always say broken because it's oh, yeah, broken yeah, in the yeah, comic. Yeah, yeah. In he the film, like, it's never explicitly broken. It's like uh, you've got a dislodged vertebrae. We need to like it's pop protruding. Your, the, so he yeah, pops it back in. Vertebrae. Which I'm no doctor. That's similar to what I had. So again, not not, not the broken best. back. That's true. And again, Bruce Wayne is a lot fitter than I am. So mm. fair, fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of trauma. Not good. Not good. So anyway, so that was my version of Dark Knight Rises. Hap, you know. Very haphazardly slapped together. Ah, that sick. Caused me a lot of anguish, not going to lie. Haphazardly slapped together much in the same way the actual film was. Mm. So, you know, so what certainly changed the theme. Gordon? You wanted- I just feel the biggest disappointment in the actual film for me was the waste of Gordon's character. Because there's so many, it's very full film, lots of people everywhere. Mm. And Gordon is just put to the side, kind of. He mm. gets a couple of scenes, but most of the time he's in the hospital. And then he's yeah. standing around. It's annoying because he's such a prominent figure in mm. Batman Begins and Dark Knight. And I love both of those films. And I love Gordon in both of those films. Mm. It's really great to have the character of Gordon doing stuff in Batman films for once. Mm. And then, no, they just sort of drop him. He's just yeah, on the like, sidelines. Again, I like of, more Gordon in the movie. It, it felt like they just needed to have, oh, we need we, this actor. So we kind of want to say goodbye to him. Like again, Michael Caine. And they're like, all right, we'll chuff him off. And literally next scene, we need another old man mentor. Yeah. Uh, bring Morgan Freeman back. So even even if you open the scene, open the whole film with Alfred maybe dying? Yeah, why not? Set I the mean, tone. Set the tone. I don't know. It's just there's a lot of there's a lot you could have done with this film. Mm. Mm. A lot you could have done. So yeah, that, that was me trying to keep keep within the framework of some of the stuff that was a, a, a written into Dark Knight Rises. While, while I went further and further away from it. Yeah. Four out of ten? Three out of ten? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I'd rank it above the actual movie. So two out of ten? <laughs> <laughs> but the ideas are there. Yeah, the ideas are there. And the ideas are stronger and more interesting than what was in the actual film, yeah. which I think is the key thing. Hmm. And on that note, I've been Joel. I've been Tom. I've been Gabe. And if you guys have any better ways to fix the Dark Knight Rises, uh, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, at Sandspansradio, or email sandspansradio at gmail.com. 
If you think this show is worth at least a dollar, why not donate to our Patreon account? Follow the links on our website, sanspantsradio.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.